Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would like to invite you to support us by leaving us a review. Let us know how you have been encouraged by each one of the stories that you have listened here. Also leaving us your feedback. You can also help by following us on social media on Instagram and Facebook or by liking or commenting on our post and also by sharing with your friends and family. Also, don't forget to subscribe on our podcast and YouTube channel. Another way that you can also help us is financially by visiting our Patreon page by going on the link here on the description. From the preteens on, my my father was um, attracted to other women, and my father was not a real healthy guy. He was interested in young women and even children. They did divorce. She actually divorced him to protect me because um, he was touching me inappropriately when I was 11. And that came out Ultimately, they divorced, and from that time on, she was a single parent for about five years. This is Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, a series dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Arlenis Bakalu. Hey everyone, welcome back to Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives. I am your host, Arlenis Bakalu. And again, super excited to be back in another episode. I'm very grateful for all of you, our listeners. As I mentioned in the previous episode, uh, from now on, I want to open up this podcast with a Bible verse. And today I'm going to be reading from Romans chapter 10, and I'm going to read from verses 8 to 11. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith which we are preaching, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed." As we think and meditate on these verses, this is what we continuously listen to in this podcast. We are constantly listening to so many different testimonies from many different believers that come from different backgrounds from, I mean, everyone is different. Every person who comes here on a weekly basis is completely different. But the only thing that makes us the same is Christ, who had to come and rescue us and rescue us from our sins. And um, today I have another special guest. Her name is Pamela, and I will and I will not say her last name because I really, <laughs> till this day, I can I, I cannot say your last name. So, <laughs> how about you introduce yourself to our listeners? I'm Pamela Von Stover. Von Stover. Right. I just learned her last name. Von Stover. Yes, I married that name. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. I went from Collado to Buckaloo. <laughs> so, yeah, I understand. <laughs> you know, it was like a very distinct uh, last name. And now it's like I had to learn even my... I had trouble saying his last name in the beginning. <laughs> so I know how it is. But thank you so much for joining us in the podcast uh, at the end of this episode, we will have a little surprise for you guys. Pamela will be singing a song for us. And what is the name of the song that you're going to be singing for us, Pamela, in the end? Well, I haven't decided, but I will decide before we get there. <laughs> oh, so it's a surprise for <laughs> It's I a have, real surprise. 
surprise. I have a real surprise for okay. you. Yes. Okay. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later yes. on, about yes. her um, talents in music and how she's using that to serve the Lord and the church. But before we get into that, Pamela, how about we have you just uh, share a little bit about your background, your childhood growing up. What was life like for you as a child? Okay. Well... I had a happy childhood for the most part in the early years. Um, my mother was very hands-on mom, and she loved being a mom. She did ha also have a hard time being a mom. She, When I was a baby, I think she had a nervous breakdown at some point. Um, and actually, it was scripture that she used to bring her out of it, mm. even though I wouldn't have called her a believer at that time, but she knew that scripture had power. Mm -hmm. So uh, she did ultimately become a believer at 83 and gave her testimony at our church at 83, wow. Grace Community Church, 83 years old, years young. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, I, it, I had rocky times when uh, from the preteens on my, my father was um, attracted to other women, and they would have fights at parties, and there was upheaval at home. And and my father was not a real healthy guy. He was interested in young young women and even children. And, mm. um, you know, they did divorce. She, um, she actually divorced him to protect me because um, he was touching me inappropriately when I was 11. So, and that came out ultimately. And um, so they divorced. And from that time on, she was a single parent for about five years. So a uh, hardworking single parent, worked all different kinds of jobs. And, uh, you know, we would come home, we were latchkey kids and, <laughs> you know, It was a little chaotic because we had two younger brothers and we would roll around on the floor and fight over this and that and the other thing. And I was <laughs> trying to keep my older brother from killing my younger brother. And How many siblings do you have? I have two full brothers. Okay. We're about two or three years apart, all of us. I'm, I was the oldest, so mm -hmm. I was supposed to be the keep, peacekeeper and I did try to keep the peace, but... <laughs> I probably caused as much trouble as they did in, in yeah. my own way, you know. Yeah. So, but we tried to, you know, just get through a, a tough time, you know, being being a, a recently divorced family type thing. It was, um, I decided then that I would never get married. Of course, God changed that ultimately. Mm. And uh, I changed my mind about that. I wasn't going to have any kids. I was going to be a child-free person. Mm -hmm. I mean, a, a butterfly going thing to thing. And <laughs> I, mean, I had all kinds of odd ideas about how yeah. to live my life. You know, without Christ, I didn't have any kind of roadmap. I didn't have the Bible to tell me, you know, how to think and feel about everything that had happened to me. And I picked all the wrong fellas to date. You know, I mean, basically it was one, mis one mistake after the other. Yeah. And uh, I actually was in Scientology for a period of time. I mean, I really looked for God in all kinds of strange places. Mm -hmm. Buddhism, I checked out. Yo Hinduism, yoga. I mean, I okay. looked everywhere. And this uh, is at what age that you're doing this? Well, Or now we're talking about start? going into my 20s. I started to get into music in my 20s. And there was, you know, um, it was kind of a crazy time in my 20s. There was 
music and then there was a whole different moral code than there had been like let's say in the 50s you know and mm-hmm. early 60s and so I was like I was a singing waitress for like 10 years and there were a lot of um famous people coming through our restaurant and I was meeting all those people we had a lot of other singers and dancers and musicians and you know all kinds of really artistic people and in a way my artistic ability kind of got me through a lot of really rough things you know just having a way to express myself and then um I know we got in I got into a band and I was in a band for 10 years or so and um after that, I was a little lost after the band because I didn't have other skills besides music, but I couldn't continue in music because I had gotten a little messed up with drugs and alcohol. Well, I was pretty lost and I didn't really know how to get myself out of it. So like I said, I tried everything, find God everywhere and different and the Scientology, even that's an interesting period, but that's a whole story into itself, yeah. you know. And then right after I got out of Scientology, I actually got rescued out of it. My, I was married to a guy for six months, and his family got had two exit counselors, and I walked away from that with him, and got separated from him, you know, at that mm-hmm. time because you know it was not based on anything real, so. Mm-hmm. Then I went home to live with my parents for a while, and not too long after that, I met my husband. And yeah. and uh, within, you know, a few months, actually, we were betrothed to one another. And that's when I I got breast cancer. I was a uh, I got breast cancer, and he kind of walked through that with me before we even got married. Oh wow! I I I I was diagnosed and. I had a lumpectomy, and then I had a mastectomy, and I had chemotherapy, mm-hmm. six months of that. In the middle, at the end of my chemotherapy, I slipped and fell on a ramp and broke my left ankle, like, completely. And actually, God was stopping me at that time and and kind of making me be still for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, be still and know that I am God. That's Mm -hmm. a really an amazing verse. Mm -hmm. For me, it's very real because once I stopped, uh, I had been walking with this lady who was talking to me about Christ at the time. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really feel like Christ was drawing me to him, even through the nurses that I met, you know, getting my operations and chemotherapy. After that was over, uh, Dave and I got into Toastmasters. We were learning to speak. Uh, I was a really good singer, but I was afraid to speak. So that one of the things I did was join Toastmasters, and he did too. We wanted to, you know, get our thoughts like butterflies flying straight in a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, organized and you know cohesive. So we were writing speeches and speaking speaking in front of people and. Yeah. Uh, we met a man and his wife, and they were going to a Methodist church, and we decided we wanted to know Christ more closely as a couple, so we followed them to their church, but it was a female pastor, and mm. so we learned what a, a really christian light kind of a situation was, a, a very wrongly run church looked like, and, yeah, yeah. you know, um, so we got out of there about two years later and then joined another very rocky church 
And then after that, we found Grace. And by that time, we adopted our first child, Mm -hmm. which was Daniel, who's now 22. He was a baby when we joined Grace Community Church. He was uh, two years old when we started to do the Parenting for Life classes Mm -hmm. at Grace Community Church. And all these different pastors were teaching the class, and they were phenomenal, and the teaching was amazing, and we'd never heard anything like it. We were just astounded Mm -hmm. by the teaching. And we visited all these other churches, uh, and we just came back to Grace, and Dave said, it's Grace, we're going to go to Grace. And, yeah. uh, so we went to Grace, and uh, we joined Awana with my son. By then he was three, and we were running a table, and then the music person in Awana said, I want you to do music, because I'm going to take off and homeschool my kids. What is the Awana? Awana is um, what Adventure Club is right now. Okay. But it was a para- you know, it was a not a church-based uh, program for, ch- for children. Okay. It started at three years old, went all the way up to sixth grade, and it was memorizing scripture and doing crafts and and games and activities and music. Okay. So I was the music person for the younger. Okay. They called them cubbies. Yeah. And now they're trackers in Adventure Club. That's the three okay. to five-year-olds. So I'm going to go back to a couple of things sure. just so sure. to see at what point you get to finally understand the gospel. Because it seems like you, from a childhood, mm-hmm. I mean, your mom wasn't a believer. No, none and of my family. Exactly. So none. you don't have like the foundation laid out for you no. of what a Christian home is or what a Christian, what who Christ is, what the right. gospel is. So right. there is nothing like that for you growing up, uh, even in, in, in your teenage years, you are not exposed to anything of the gospel. I the did word, actually have a brief exchange with some very strong Christians in my neighborhood. Okay. And they did give me the gospel. I okay. actually And where is this? So where This did you was on Wystone Street in Northridge. So you were born and raised here in California. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm so a California Northridge. girl. Colum- yep. Yeah, that's where we went to And a Valley to- Girl. <laughs> a Valley Girl. Oh my you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna so, say it, but you yeah. know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you you are so you're growing up in Northridge and in your teenage years and right. you have some neighbors who kind of share the gospel with you but nothing happens and you're well no I didn't full on believe at that point no no exactly but it planted a seed and I never yeah. toilet papered their house again mm. I actually did you that before <laughs> oh my goodness oh I was a very naughty girl oh, I at yeah. that time. Uh, <laughs> And so basically, <laughs> yes, they planted a seed, but you go on with life and right. you're just in the world and you're just yeah. experimenting and uh, taking everything that the world has to offer. Exactly. And then you end up then going from Scientology church and to all a bunch of churches that are have really bad theology. Um, they're not really uh, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. Not, well, not the way we know Not it the now. way that yeah. we, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So basically kind of like watered down. Yes, very watered down yeah. for sure. And so how is it that you end up, so at the time that you end up at Grace Community Church, you're not a believer yet, right? I think I am a believer by then. So I, I how, believe in Christ and I love Christ. And at what point were uh, at what point did ha- happen your conversion then? At what well, point? it wasn't just one day, and there's a lot of believers that don't have just one day. It's it's quite a process. And for me, I just 
I I couldn't do life on my own terms anymore. I gave up my life and really it were there was only Christ at the end of that road. Mm-hmm. There was no turning right, left, up or down. It was only Christ and and then I fell in love with Christ and the concept of Christ and everything that I read in the Bible rang true to me. And um, even though I didn't have great teachers and I didn't have, you know, what I have at Grace mm-hmm. at all, not even close, I still, the essential gospel of believing in Jesus Christ that he came and died for my sin, I did have a full immersion baptism with my husband. I was going to other churches and singing for them as mm-hmm. well as singing in my own church. Mm-hmm. All of the, those were, you know, the lyrics were God-honoring, you know, and hymns and mm-hmm. praise songs and so yeah. on, and old old children's songs that we would do for the kids. And, and will you say that you were, your conversion happened after you, after you got married or before uh, you got oh, married? Oh, no, after I got married. After you got married. After so I both had cancer you. even, you know, I mean... Yeah. Uh, both we, of you. Yeah, you we were walking together. We were already married. Mm. We were going down the road, and then we realized we needed God more in our life to be central. I mean, my husband, I think, was already saved. He he mm. was church at growing up, mm. but not 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 me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have church like he did. Uh, but he had walked away from the church because he got involved with the church cult, a Christian cult, mm-hmm. and so he got disappointed by that experience. And, and he walked away from it. He walked faith. away from it, yeah. But yeah. when he met me, he was, you know, away from Christianity. And we got together, but down the line, he said, you know, we need to go with God. We need to find a church. We need mm-hmm. to, you know. It's like that need for read Christ. Read the Bible. So you can yeah. just do life without, right. on your own. Like no. No, you we don't know what the you're roadmap. doing. Yeah. yeah, it's like, Especially what are we doing? Having a baby, you know, yeah. like our first adoption. Like, what do we do with uh, my yeah. this baby? You know, I did, didn't have any. Yeah. I couldn't look at my parents for great parenting skills, even though there were a couple of really good skills that they had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But not and biblical, you know. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And how do you end up then at Grace Community <clears throat> Church? And what what happens in this new journey for both of you and your Christian walk? Okay, well, we took the Parenting for Life class, and we had all these different pastors, and we never forgot the depth of the teaching of that. We, we then joined a Bible study in Santa Clarita. Mm-hmm. In the Bible study, we had like five or six elders in that Bible study. So we were baby Christians dealing with like jumping in the deep end of the pool of Christianity and grace because mm-hmm. here, here's this great teaching in our own Bible study. Some of the, you know, we had um, Mark Tatlock and I had Rich Harrisick and um, Todd Brooks and all these great teachers in our group. Mm-hmm. And we were just soaking that up and trying to figure out. And then I was being told to homeschool my 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 child. And, and so I did. And so I ended up homeschooling my boy. But, you know, we after we joined the Bible study, we went to Grace Church, even though it was huge. My husband was intimidated by such a huge church. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I just got involved with the music and started meeting everyone. And, yeah. you know, for me, a big church seemed perfect, you know, mm-hmm. perfectly fine. I was comfortable with that. Yeah. So we just kept studying and learning more and listening to all the preaching. And so our really baby 
faith, which was the faith of a mustard seed probably, grew and grew and grew into a deep, you know, abiding faith. Though, you know, like it says in Psalms where the where the root re- reaches down to the deep water, that's the way our faith is now, you yeah. know, after studying the Bible so long and I've been in EWG where my mom actually got saved for Everyone like 10 crazy. years, 15 years. I don't know. It's maybe 18 years now. Yeah. I've been at Grace for like 22 years now. Mm-hmm. So it just keeps growing bigger and getting stronger. And yeah. I'm not ashamed, ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen. It is the power of God to salvation. And last night, actually... Um, we were in uh, EWG, like you mentioned. So we had EWG, which is Every Woman's Grace, so right. women's uh, Bible study every Wednesday that we have a Grace Community Church. And uh, they're in our discussion. There was some, like, um, I think someone mentioned that uh, someone asked, um, well, the question was like, okay, so how do you how do how do you know that you're saved, right? Right. So how did you know? At what point did you? have the assurance I am saved in Christ. Like what were some of the changes that you saw in your life after your conversion eventually? I do think that that assurance did come a few years into being at grace. You know, the, the not doubting anymore in, in the fact that I was saved. I did go through a, like a really bad summer, uh, uh, after after I was in the bi- first Bible study, like just realizing the depth of my own, how despicable my own sin was, and um, you know, wondering could I possibly be saved and and have such a sinful nature, you know? But I kind of got over that. I realized that I'm not God, and I didn't die for my own sin. He died for my sin, and. I just need to keep preaching the gospel to myself and mm-hmm. overcome that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a perfect mother. I'm not going to be a perfect Christian, but I do have the gospel and I can continue to, if I sin, confess a sin to the Lord and, you know, work past it and not be God and condemn myself, you know, for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I there's that cycle, you know, you realize how sinful you are and you're disgusted, sinning less when you realize that you don't, you hate your sin, you know? So that was the process. Yeah. Not dwelling in our sins, right? That we will be quick to confess whenever, I mean, and it's not even like taking an action, but even in our thoughts, like, Mm -hmm. you know, we will sin and it's like, nobody can see your, you know, your thoughts, but the Lord does. So even those Sins like we need to come before the Lord and clean and not hide from Him, but no. confess it to Him. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And so, so what will you say? What were like some of the major changes that you saw as a as a believer from your life? Because you said that you had a very crazy past. You know? Oh so yes, what very were crazy. Some of those changes that you noticed. Well, I become became more stable and dependable and steadfast. And, you know, I've been serving in Christian in, in the uh, children's music ministry ever since, well, now, I don't know, since 2002 or three, I mean, 2000, you know, a long time now. I can't imagine giving that up. That is 
totally what I feel God has called me to for the young children, you know, the two to three year olds and family groups. I have CDs that families sing along to, you know, and that gives me great joy. Mm -hmm. I try to put as much scripture to music as possible so that, you know, these little people can sing the Bible. That's, Mm -hmm. that's my goal. You know, I have them really get excited about the word of God. So basically, your gifts, the one that the gifts that the Lord has given you, you are now using it for His kingdom to right. to serve His church, and and not like you're not using it to for the benefit of the world. I will say, you know, like no. that change because you were in a band, you were oh, playing yeah. in different places, oh yeah, but now you're part of the min- uh, children's ministry where you are able to utilize your right. talents. And yeah, your I almost had a big hit record. I was this close to having stardom and fame and all that. But God saw fit to not let me have that so that I could have so much more by being a child of God, serving the kingdom with my gifts. Mm-hmm. And so tell me a little bit more about what you normally do at the children's uh, ministry. What is your like responsibility? How has the Lord been using you in this ministry? Okay, well, I uh, sing in front of the kids second hour, and I sing for, it's a three to five-year-old group, and their leaders, and uh, the sound people, and any other leaders that come by. I might have one or sometimes two people singing along with me, um, or just hand motions. I have helpers out in the in the audience turning towards the kids and doing hand motions. And mm-hmm. so it's me and my guitar mostly. And I sing kids' uh, Christian songs that have been handed down through time. I have original songs that I've recently set scripture to music so that kids can, you know, sing. They're upbeat, they're kind of bouncy, they jump up and down, <laughs> they get their wiggles out, you know. Yeah. They're easy to sing to because, you know, they're young. You don't want to make it too complex. So, Mm -hmm. And I kind of smile a lot and I move around and, (laughs) you know, and I really like a child, actually. I, you know, I act just like a child (laughs) for them, you know. I mean, I'm reflecting their energy back to them. Of course. Basically. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know that feeling. <laughs> you know, I've been a teacher for sure. you know, quite a while and yeah. it's like you have to keep up with their energy. Oh yeah. And you also want them to, you know, to have a great time and that this will be a memorable time for them too. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. yeah. How do you feel that the Lord have used this ministry in, in your own personal growth and in your spiritual walk with Him? How have you been blessed by serving the children's ministry? Oh, well, I would say in every way I, I'm blessed mm-hmm. and continue to be blessed. Mm-hmm. I sing at night, too, for Adventure Club, same group, basically. And I I have lots of conversations with small children. They come up to me and want to talk to me about this, that, and the other thing. And they want they pull their parents over, and I get to talk to the parents and yeah. encourage them. To me, it's it's a, a very it's a huge evangelistic effort, you know. And I I mean, it gives me as much energy as I get as much from it as hopefully I'm giving out, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean. And uh, it's so fulfilling because I know this is my gift and I'm giving my gift. I'm not holding on to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think that's the um, 
one of the things when you're a Christian and joining a church, if you can get in there and serve and find out what your gift is and just give it, you know, and try to do your best to spread joy and happiness and peace, Mm -hmm. get along with people, unity, you know, Mm -hmm. encourage people. I think encouragement is probably one of my primary gifts, encouraging Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah. I'll find that one person that's off in the corner and I'll go talk to them, you know, to try to make them feel included, that type of thing. After you became, you know, you came to Christ and, you know, and just in your own spiritual growth, we know that as believers, we... Be, just because we come to Christ, it doesn't mean that we're going to have a perfect life. We face trials, and oh, yeah. it's it's something that we're not exempt from. Like we will oh, face yeah. trials, oh, and Jesus yes. said Himself, right? I do. So, yeah. So, can you think uh, um, during your your journey as a believer, a trial like what was one of the most difficult trials that you probably had to face, and how did the Lord help you through that trial? Okay. Well, I lost my mother after she got saved in 2016. No, it was 2014. And then two and a half years later, she, uh, for a whole year, she, she was completely immobile. She had to use, we had to use a Hoyer lift to get her out of bed. So I was involved with the care, and she was my best friend, and we were even closer when she got saved. So that was a terrible, you know, traumatic loss, you know, going through that year and watching her dwindle, basically. And then and then she went to sleep or like a drug-induced, you know, place where, you know, I knew she was going to heaven, so I had assurance in that. But, you know, it's hard to watch them fade yeah. away from you. And... um that was a big thing. And then uh, about a year or two before that, I had my knee replaced. And now I'm waiting to get a hip replacement. So I'm bionic on my left side, and I'll, I'll be bionic on my right side as of March this year. Mm-hmm. So I've had, you know, joint problems. But by the grace of God, I still play my guitar, even though I have even arthritis in my fingers. Mm, praise the Lord. But I don't stop playing because I don't want them to freeze up, you know. I'm yeah, just yeah. going to keep on playing until I can't, you know. Yeah. Then I'll find a guitarist to back me up or something. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just uh, too passionate to stop <laughs> yeah, well, that's passion. You know, being passionate about things is good. You know, <laughs> so and how do you how will you say that the Lord? Because we we know that right that for those who love God, all things work together for their good, right? So right. how do you how did you, how do you see that the Lord used that for your good? How did you grow? What did you learn during that period of time that it was so difficult for you? Well, I I, I really was through the whole thing really in a place of peace. I even had to settle her estate with six children and divide the estate. And I was, I'm not a financial person, but I guess I became one. Mm-hmm. But by the grace of God, I was able to walk through that, sell her house, divide everything within a matter of a couple of three months. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was happy. Nobody got mad at me or mm-hmm. each other. And, you know, I think by the grace of God, you know, you can walk through hard things. If it's not hard and if... If you're not some sometimes persecuted, I I think I know when people in my even in my neighborhood look at me like you're weird. Um, I just understand that Jesus said we're going to be looked at as being 
an odd duck and persecuted for following him, I expect that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I'd be doing much of anything uh, for his glory if I didn't have, you know, challenges and trials with, you know, and ruffle some feathers along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I trust the Lord through all of that, you know? Yeah. I know it's going to not be easy. Yeah. When and you put yourself out there, you oh know, yeah, <laughs> you're going to get, you know, that kind of reaction sometimes. Yeah, and I think you know, for the world, we might be, we might sound crazy. We will. I mean, in fact, before I became a believer as a child, I remember that if any Christians came proclaiming the gospel, they will say, "Don't talk to them because they're crazy." Yeah. So they, you know, we're classified as crazy, or some people call us separated brothers. Um, I mean, there are just so many names, right? Oh, but yeah. we know that we stand yeah. for the truth. We stand for Christ. And hey, if you for you, I, I sound crazy, then be it. But <laughs> I just love Christ. And, right. you know, that's why we're here. We're, right. we're here to proclaim Christ that he died for us and that we needed that Savior. And yes. that you need a Savior, too. <laughs> yes, because someday, definitely. like, we all know that someday we will die. And death is so, like, vivid. Like, we've, we've heard so many people dying. So oh, yeah. that in itself should be like uh, I don't know, like this should be like a wake up a wake up call for you. Like, hey, if other people should are be. dying, you're gonna die too. That's right. And can and do you, do you know where you're gonna go if you if you die today? Where are you gonna go? Do you have the certainty that I will go to heaven? Yes, I do. You know, well, exactly, right? Yes. But if anyone is listening, yes, uh, and if they don't, if you know don't. Christ, Give us a call. <laughs> or email. I think email. An email, right. <laughs> email. A text, right? <laughs> yeah. Put it in your review and we'll follow up with you. <laughs> so, Pamela. Yes. Now uh, to my next question. Um, have they, do you have any favorite books, any books that have been helpful for you that you would like to share them? Like for people that if they, they're interested in reading some books. Yes, I think Trusting God is a great book. There's been a lot of really good books. Um, I'm reading one right now by Pam Hardy, and it's about something about balance. I can't remember the title exactly. Um, late, the last few years, I've really been just focusing on the Bible and not a lot of other books. So, okay. you know, I'm, I what books not, in the Bible are, have you been reading? Oh, well, currently in, in every woman's grace, we are studying the book of Acts. <laughs> have you memorized I, the verses? <laughs> a lot of the first ones. I have, <laughs> I've been kind of falling behind on these later ones, but I'm going to go back and, yeah, yeah. you know, I've been get, going back and like refreshing my mind because <laughs> right. I really love. So we've been it's memorizing beautiful, beautiful chapter two, verses 22 to 47. So yes. we're on 36 right now. So this week, we're, right. so this week we're memorizing 37, verse yes. 37. Right. So 10 more to go. I know. 10 more verses to go. And we'll yes, I get it. Yes. It's so amazing. I think it's I so important. And like it one is. of the things like scripture memorizing scripture. Yeah, memorizing scripture is so yes. important because if you're trying to share the gospel and you don't have your Bible with you, like 
a lot of times we're trying to like remember verses. Like we know what the verse says, but we can't recite the the verse. Like, and I found myself a lot of times in that. So it's just helpful to share the gospel. It's helpful even to encourage yourself to remind the the promises of God, to remind the truth of the of the gospel, or even to encourage other other people. You know, that's it's so helpful. So I've right. been enjoying just like memorizing. Yes, the attributes of God. Yes, you know the promises. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. The Proverbs. I love the Proverbs. Oh, yes. It's awesome. Yeah. Pro- Psalms. I love Job. <laughs> Ruth. I told <laughs> oh, you about I Ruth. Love I Job love and Ruth. Ruth. Yes. Yeah. Boaz and Ruth. Boaz and Ruth. And Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we open it. That's how we were. It, it was. <laughs> so the joke is, <laughs> I'm going to, okay, I'm going to share it. Yeah, do it. So. My dog, his name is Foxy, and Foxy. Bring him out. <laughs> no, I lock him up because yeah. he was making too much noise. Yeah. So Foxy has this thing that he needs to lay down in front of people's feet. <laughs> so he did that. He was like right in front of us, like right, right below us by our feet. And then I said, So I guess Foxy is Ruth, and we are Boas. <laughs> so, for today, yes. For today. <laughs> So I guess you won't understand it un- until, you know, unless you have read the book of Ruth. So That's if you right. haven't read the book of Ruth, go and read it and then maybe you'll find yes. out why. I mean, I you'll love You'll understand much better the yes. joke. Yes. <laughs> so my next Motivation. question, my next question for you, three mm-hmm. things that yes. brings you joy. What are three, three things, things that, brings that you joy? give me joy? Yeah. Glorifying God. And especially through music, mm-hmm. um, encouraging other people, especially singing together in unity. Um, three things. I love to um, memorize the Bible through like knowing hymns and songs and spiritual songs, you know. Uh, taking scripture and singing it for me is memorizing it. Mm-hmm. If I can sing it, I will definitely remember it. So, yeah. and I'm yeah. helping those little people and the other adults and their parents, you know, through my CDs or whatever, helping them memorize scripture. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a real, you know, deep satisfaction. Yeah, and joy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think there is a young lady in social media. I can't remember her name, but she um, she composed or she recorded the theme song of uh, of this podcast this, uh, that is part of the BART Network um, Abide podcast. So she, um, she recorded the song. And that's normally what she does. She takes nice. scripture and she sings it and shares it. And she shares that on social media so it's like a way of memorizing scripture so that's what she does she sings out the scripture and it's beautiful so yeah it's pretty good yes yeah very good well thank you again for joining me thank you for having me (laughs) (laughs) uh just want to thank you guys for listening um a big shout out this month we're giving a shout out to sola cast and the women's hope podcast so check them out you can find them at the bart network on instagram they have amazing content i love 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 what they're bringing out there just you know biblical conversations that we should all be having nowadays and just uh, very helpful so it will be very helpful so again sola cast and women's hope podcast so check them out and now to 
In closing, we will have Pamela singing a song for us. Yeah. This is Psalm 101. It's a Psalm of David. It says, I will walk with integrity. I will sing of steadfast love and justice to you, O Lord. I will make music. I will ponder the way that is blameless. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. Psalm 101, 1 and 2. And my song is from Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. Be strong in the Lord, strong in his might. Put on the belt of truth Take up the shield of faithfulness Stand firm in the gospel Firm in the gospel of peace Be strong in the Lord Strong in His might Fight the battle in the armor of God Strong in the Lord Strong in His might Fight the battle in the armor of God salvation, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Take up the shield of faithfulness, stand firm in the gospel, firm in the gospel of peace. Be strong in the Lord, strong in His might. Fight the battle in the armor of God, strong in the Lord, strong in His might. Thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would like to invite you to support us by leaving us a review. Let us know how you have been encouraged by each one of the stories that you have listened here. Also leaving us your feedback. You can also help by following us on social media on Instagram and Facebook or by liking or commenting on our post and also by sharing with your friends and family. Also, don't forget to subscribe on our podcast and YouTube channel. Another way that you can also help us is financially by visiting our Patreon page by going on the link here on the description.